This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Today, most of us will be celebrating the uniquely American holiday of Thanksgiving. As a day set aside by our founding fathers and designated as one to specifically thank God for all of the blessings and freedoms we enjoy, Pastor reminds us that, sadly, some find little in their hearts to be thankful about. Many Americans and many Christians will sit at their 2020 Thanksgiving table eating, drinking, and celebrating, and not even mention the name of the Almighty God for whose blessings we're supposed to be so thankful. In this message, Pastor will open our eyes, shocking many with powerful spiritual truths about the real reasons for God wanting to bless us. Make special note of those personal blessings Pastor is especially thankful for because they have so dramatically enriched his life. Pastor wishes all his More Than Conqueror listeners a truly blessed Thanksgiving, reminding them that every day, not just this day, should be days of Thanksgiving. But you realize that there are many folks uh, that will sit down at the Thanksgiving table this year and not even take a few moments to thank the Lord and to honor God at that table and to show gratefulness to God for what he's done. I mean, some of us are shocked by even thinking of that or, you know, that thought. But the truth of the matter is that there will be a lot of people who will do nothing but eat, drink, and have a great time and never really give thanks. Um, maybe they'll give thanks to the universe, but they won't give thanks to the living God. And, um, but we, we uh, ought to know this as believers that we ought to live every day in Thanksgiving, not just once a year that comes around and we sit together at a table. We ought to be thankful every day. There's a great verse in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And you see, I believe this word so much um, and really have purposed in my life to live to the best of my ability by this word. Um, and I, I keep saying it and I will keep saying it because it's my testimony. But everything I am, everything that I have, um, everything that I've been able to do up to this point has been by the hand of God. But listen to the, these words, and you probably know these verses, but let's just talk about it for a little bit. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 7, it says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. Hallelujah! A land of wheat and barley, of vines and figs, fig trees and pomegranates, land of olive oil and honey, a land which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, lack nothing, lack nothing. He's the God, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, the God of grace. Where God is taking us and where God wants to bring us and where God will bring you, if you are serious about this word, you can't half-step with God. You can't be a part-time doer. If you are serious about the things of God, serious about the word of God, and really put this stuff into operation, these principles that God has given us, the bottom line is that you will live a life without scarcity, want, lack, and insufficiency. Your life will be blessed with the blessings of God. This is the promise that God gives to his children. 
God is bringing you. You have to understand that. God is bringing you. God wants to get you there. You just have to obey and follow. God is bringing you. So it says, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. Now listen to what he says in verse 10. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware. Everybody say beware. Beware Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and judgments, his statutes, which I command to you this day. Let's keep reading. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which the fiery serpents and scorpions and and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought you water for you out out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have granted me this wealth. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Let's just stop there. He says, don't forget when God starts the blessing process in your life, when your lack is turned to sufficiency, when, when the red starts to get into black and it, and, and, and it starts to multiply in your life, don't forget that this was God who was bringing you out of the land of bondage, insufficiency, and lack, bringing you to the place of abundance. When life st- and maybe you can't always uh, relate to money, you can't always relate it to money, but let's just relate it to just the life. You know, maybe you had family needs or marital needs or relational needs or whatever it be. As God begins to bless you and things start to get better in your life, that's not the time to pull away from God. That's not the time to pull away from church. Say, well, everything is okay now, so I don't need to go to church. Oh, yes, you do need to go to church. You need to go to church more now than you did then because you need to come and say thank you to the living God and to to use the blessings that God has given you to be a blessing to somebody else. And, And that's really what shows forth a heart of thanksgiving to God. So the warning is very simple. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to bless you. The promise of God remains That if you trust them, you believe them, you put this word into operation in your life, the blessing process will begin in your life. God wants to bring us to a land of plenty and a land of abundance. Lack, insufficiency, and poverty is not of God. It is nowhere in this book. You cannot prove it to me in this book. Everywhere you read in this book, it's about prosperity. It's about increase. It's about God taking his people to a better place, to a land of abundance. But he says, when the process begins, when things start looking good, when it starts going good for you, baby, don't forget the Lord your God. Don't start to say, this is my, my work, the work of my hands. This has been me who did this. Listen, you're going to have to work because God doesn't bless laziness. Let me say that again. Hallelujah. 
I said, you're going to have to work. There's no doubt about it. You're going to sweat and you're going to work and you're going to work because Paul said, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. But when you work with God's anointing and blessing on your business or on your, your livelihood or whatever you do, the, the, the prosperity, the, the process of blessing and increase will begin. He says, now, when you start to see the hand of God produce in your life, don't forget that this was God's work. Don't say, this is me, that I've done it. Did you ever hear somebody say, well, I'm a self-made man. Well, I am not a self-made man. I am a God-made man. And I know it, and I hope you know it too. So don't say in your heart, you know, of course, that's what happens in man's heart. Because it's interesting to me that when someone is going through hard times or difficult times and they start to cry out and they reach out to God and then they start to get blessed, it's interesting to me how soon they forget that it was God that did this in their life. And how soon they just walk. I remember some years ago, I just tell a story about a man I once knew who was in dire straits financially, hardly had any money to pay his bills and had to borrow money from people to help him. And he really fell in a very, very difficult time. This is going back many, many years ago. And um, believing God and using faith. And I remember him saying to me, you know, I only had $100 uh, this week. That's all I earned. But he said, I took 10 that I could have bought food for my kids. But I took $10 and I tithed on it. I tithed on that $100. I gave my tithe. He said, because I so much believe this and I know God's going to come through for me. And time went on and he went through a season. But all of a sudden, supernaturally, and I mean supernaturally. God worked in his life and opened up a door of opportunity. Somebody I knew very well. Opened up a door of opportunity that he went from making practically zero. In one year, God put him in a business. And I'm going back 30 years ago. In one year, he made over $100,000. Now, that's a lot of money today. But 30 years ago, that was a whole lot more money. And he made in one year over $100,000. And God through him, I don't want to say through, but propelled him into his own business and he began to make a really good sum of money. But I also watched that same man at that time when he got blessed, he was thanking, in the beginning he was thanking God and you know, giving his, started to give his tithe. But as he started to make more money and the 10%, you know, when you're giving 10% of $100, that's $10. But when you're giving 10% of $100,000, that's $10,000. When the blessing started to increase, the tithing started to decrease. So much so to, to the point where he, he stopped tithing altogether. And I just saw that man go from that point, you know, from, you know, he did okay, but I saw him go up and down through his life and struggle and have a lot of difficulties. But it's so easy, it's so easy to forget that it's God that got you to that place. The principles of giving, the principles of sowing, of loving. So don't forget the Lord when you get there. And he said, and, and if, he, if it weren't possible, God wouldn't put this in his word. And, and like I said, it's not always, you can't always relate it to money because sometimes it's other things. People come with broken families, you know, they've got lots of money, but they have a broken family. And they cry out to God and we minister to them, help them and get their families all healed up and fixed and blessed. The next thing you know, God, we never see them again. They're back and doing their routine, back into the world or whatever. And they don't give glory to God. So he says, when I bless you, when, when things start to go well, don't say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has gained me this wealth or this blessing or this increase. And he says in verse 18, and you shall remember 
you've got to remember, folks, every one of us need to remember that it's the Lord your God, for it is He and He alone who gives us the power. And you can circle the word power, and in the flyleaf of your Bible, you can write the word ability. He is the one who gives us the ability to get wealth or to increase or to prosper. That, now listen in the second part of that, that he may establish his covenant, yes. which he swore to, your, swore to your fathers as it is this day. So, so what he's saying basically is that, is that as I bless you, don't forget to give thanks. Don't forget to come with a sacrifice of thanks. Don't be like the, the, the nine of those lepers who received their blessing and just kept on going. Just picked up the blessing and just kept on going. We've got to be like the one who came back to the feet of Jesus and with the same loud voice that cried out for a healing or a blessing, with that same loud voice we shout out, thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord. I honor you and bless you and I love you. And we don't only give him verbal thanks, but we back it up with action. We give, we tithe, we sow. That's why we do it, because we know that God is the one who gave it to us. I can't say this has been solely the work of my hands. God has blessed the work of my hands, but it's His blessing that was added upon my work that gave me the increase, so I owe it back to God, because if it weren't for Him, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't have come on my life. Can, can somebody say amen? amen. And this is, this is so important uh, to approach God and to approach our lives with a heart of thanksgiving for everything that God has done. It says in verse 4 of Psalm 100, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him. You know, one of the things that we ought to do this Thanksgiving, and you shouldn't only do it at Thanksgiving, um, I've done this in the past, and I actually have it. I have it in my notes, but we ought to write down a Thanksgiving list. Wow, I got two yeses. I'm going to preach over here to the Alphas. We ought to write, you say, oh, that's a waste of time. No, it isn't. You ought to just sit down and write a Thanksgiving list. And I'm not talking about turkey, cranberry, sweet potatoes. That's not the Thanksgiving list that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a Thanksgiving list. What is it that I am thankful for in my life? What is it in my life that God, I know God has done that I am grateful for and thankful for? And we ought to write that list down and we ought to look at that list on a very regular basis. I've got things on my, very first thing that I thank God for is I thank God first and foremost, above everything, for my salvation. I thank you, Lord, that I have come to know you and that you've accepted me into you and given me this great opportunity to receive this great salvation. Because without that, nothing else would be possible. See, some of us have taken our salvation for granted. And we've become dry and musty and crusty in our walk with God. We need to renew and refresh ourselves. And be grateful every day for the, for the salvation that God has given me. I thank God for my health and my strength and my vitality. I thank God that I don't take a pill. I take a lot of vitamins, but I don't take one medication. I thank God that I can get up in the morning and I can put my own two feet. See, some of, you, some of you younger people, you just take this for granted. Some of you older people take it for granted too. But as you get older, you know, things start to change in your body. Things start to go bluey. They do. They start to go crazy. And, 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 and so you start thanking God now for long life and health and strength. And, and you start doing God's word now and you'll see... 
how you'll walk all your days in health and strength and vitality because the promise of God is with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. So, so I thank God for my health and my vitality and my strength. I thank God for my family, that I have a loving family. Perfect? No. Almost, oh, almost. Oh my gosh. My sister says almost. Angela says almost. Well, we could discuss that. That's questionable. But, but I thank God for my family. Thank God that we're healthy and we're happy and we love each other and we, we love being together and, and we do things together. I thank God that I have that every day. Thank God for that. See, I thank God for simple things like, you know, um, being able to sit around a table and not have struggles between us, but having an open and, and happy relationship. I thank God for uh, my ministry and what God has done. Thank God for all of you who come and listen to me and, you know, put up with me. No, I mean it. I thank God for you all the time. Thank you, Lord, for a great church of great people, for the love that you show to me. I'm very grateful to that, and I thank God for that, you know. I thank God for the blessings that he's given me in my life, the car I drive, the house I live in, the clothes I wear. I thank God because without him, none of this would be possible. See, now those of you that have spouses, you ought to thank God for each other. You want to bring peace into your marriage? Instead of, you know, instead of, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you know? Thank God that, that you have a mate, that you have someone who loves you and is there for you and will be by your side. Thank God for each other, right? Appreciate one another. Thank God for your children. That they're healthy and they're strong. Right. You know? Now here, here's one. I thank God also for future things. I thank you for what's yet to come. Because all of this is good doesn't mean, well, we just camp out here and say, well, it's all good. And, you know, I don't want to bother God. You know, thank you, God, but this is enough. No, I thank you for this, Lord. And I thank you for what, yet's to come, what, what is yet to happen and what, what is yet to come. And I thank you for, you know, bigger things and bigger blessings and bigger manifestations and all kinds of things. And so you ought to be thankful for that. You ought to thank him every day that he always, according to the word of God, that he always leads us in victory through, through a triumphal procession in Christ. He always leads us in victory. That he's always given us the victory in all things. So we have so many things to be thankful for and grateful for. And thanksgiving ought to live in our heart every single day, not just once a year. But it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Can I get a better amen than that? Hebrews 13, 15 says it this way, therefore by him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know, some people use the name of the Lord in, in cursing. Did you ever get around somebody do that? Um, somebody was doing that in the gym the other day. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was actually the owner of the gym. He was talking to a lady and he was using this foul language. I said, I was working out just on the other side. I went, oh, wait a minute. I said, because I know him. I said, wait a minute. I said, you're, you're talking that way in front of a lady? I said, shame on you. He said, oh, he says, excuse me. He says, I'm sorry. <laughs> he put his head down. He said, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. 
I said, you don't talk that way in front of me. You shouldn't talk that way at all, but don't talk, especially in front of a lady. Now, I've been around some ladies that have worse <laughs> tongues than that. So I don't know if she was sharing in it. You know, I don't know what she was saying because I wasn't listening to her, but I was listening to him. And I like that, that's, that's not good. But people will use the name of the Lord to curse and to swear, not me. I'm, I'm forever going to praise his name and worship his name and glorify his name. And people use the name of God to damn, you know, they say it. How come they never say devil damn or something? Why, why, do, they, why, why do they say God? I don't get it. It's because the devil wants to pervert the name of Jesus. He wants us to take the things that glorify God and use them in a way to disgrace, disgrace God and disgrace ourselves. See? So anyway, praise the Lord. We, we need to continually have the word of praise in our lips and on our heart. There was one verse that I wanted to get to, um, and let's open to it. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians, because this is important when we're talking about thanksgiving or giving thanksgiving to God. Is anybody getting anything out of this? Or? All right, we're going to be finished in, in a minute here. But just wanted to touch on this for a second. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we'll be done. Go to 16. Rejoice always. Everybody say rejoice. rejoice. Pray without ceasing. Go ahead, say it. In everything... Give thanks. thanks. All right, so let's just stop right there and I'll read the rest. For this is the will of God uh, in Christ Jesus for you. So notice it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Notice it doesn't say for everything, give thanks. Because I've heard this and you've heard this too. People get sick and they say, well, you know, I thank God for this. I just heard somebody say it together. I I was a Christian. Uh, I think it was on Christian TV. That's why you got to be careful what you're listening to on Christian television. But I was just thanking God for this illness that he put on me because through this illness he taught me that, come on, brother, sister. God does not have illness to put on you. Don't you thank God for illness. Thank him for the healing. Thank him for the deliverance. Thank him that he took upon his body your sicknesses and diseases and by his stripes we are healed. You don't thank God for the sickness or thank God for the poverty or thank God for the tragedy. God didn't have any part in that. You need to curse the devil, take authority over the enemy, use the word of God against them and then look up to God and say, thank you Lord that in this I give you thanks and praise that you will get me out of here real quick. So I thank God in all things, but I don't thank God for all things because not everything comes from God. If you're thanking God for sickness, then you're saying it comes from Him. It doesn't come from Him. Thank Him for all, uh, in all things, but not for all things. So no matter where I am, no matter what my situation is, I'm going to lift up a voice of thanksgiving and praise to God and be grateful for him, even if it's something terrible that I'm going through. In it, I'm going to rejoice and give him thanks that he's going to get me out the other side. He's going to deliver me and lead me out of this thing. In all things, you give praise to God, not for all things, because not everything that happens to you is from God. There are some people that believe that, but that is just not doctrinally sound or correct. Amen? All right, we're going to stop right there. Hallelujah. That's all I... I got more, but the hour is late. Let's just finish right there. So praise God. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at two for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 